Let me let me lay this out for you guys. He took off his glasses. He's rubbing his face. Stop it. He's upset. I am upset. <laughs> I'm very upset. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. There are shinies galore as we kick off a creepy crawly month of bug type Pokemon for November in this episode of GoCast. Hey and welcome to episode 19 of the GoCast podcast. It's November 4th, 2018. I'm your host Chris and this week I'm joined by Ness. Hello. And Kyle. Kaya. Hey, how's it going guys? Good, how how's, are you? How's it been? It's been good? Yeah. Good, me been too. pretty okay. <laughs> pretty okay I mean, just fine dandy. well it's november so uh i don't see any reason why anybody shouldn't be less than fantastic did you know that november produces the most serial killers out of months children are born in makes a lot of sense because uh tomorrow's my birthday yes. and sometimes <laughs> you know i feel that way um i'm just like i gotta demolish this box of captain crunch Cereal killer cereal stuff. killers. Just gotta <laughs> kill this cereal. Just Yikes. toss it back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm an adult now. Nobody can tell me what my portion sizes are. I don't have to read the back of the box if I don't want to. And you can use vodka's milk. Could could I don't think I'd do that. Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that. It'd be pretty disgusting. I mean, like even as as somebody that has a taste naturally, as you know, uh, a, a 26, soon to be 27 year old adult, uh-huh. I can legally drink vodka. Even under those pretenses, I would say <laughs> no. <laughs> That's going to be a no from me, dog. Anyway, happy November, listener, and happy November, co-hosts of mine. Let's get into um, our weeks a little bit because it's been quite a fun and exciting week. Has it? Yes, it has been. And as always, I'll preface asking for your week's review. With the goals. With the goals. So, Ness, your goal was Shiny Gengar. Uh-huh. And 300,000 experience uh-huh. and get your Empoleon. Yeah. All right. How do you do? So I wasn't able to go to Gengar Day because I had some things to do that kept me home. But I did manage to get a shiny Gengar from my lovely husband. Yes. I'm sorry. There. Could you say it one more time, but louder for the people in the back? No. <laughs> uh- <laughs> so we can clip it later. <laughs> right. So I got the shiny Gengar. I started walking my print up because there's no way I can find any... Piplups anywhere. It's true. Um, so I don't have the Empoleon yet. I did get 300,000 points, though. I don't even remember how I did. I think it was through Ultra Friends, Super Friends. Super Friends. Super Friends. Super yeah. Friends. Best Friends. The, the Justice Best. League uh, edition. <laughs> Best yeah. Friends. Best Friends. Ultra Friends. Great friends. Um, friends. That was the only way I got points because I was mega sick this week. Yeah, she was I had the flu them. from Sunday to Thursday. Yep, she gave me it for like two days not even it was like 16 hours you're like wow my throat hurts and then you were done yep i had a fever over one night Mm -hmm. and then i woke up the next day felt bad and about afternoon i was like (laughs) yeah i I was out for the count it was not good you were bummed out man yeah for sure so not a very eventful week but i i hit some goals which is you know something that's true something can't let a little bit of illness hold you back yeah, man, it's been a rough few weeks, I it feel has like. Been. I feel like for most people it has been. Yeah. Speaking of people that are still currently plagued with disease. Kyle. Kyle. What's up? <laughs> I'm still slightly dying. Yeah. But okay. I'm getting better. All right. Your goals for this past week were twofold. One, shiny Gengar and also catch an event shiny. 
And I do believe that this had to do with the Halloween event. It did. Okay. So uh, lay it on us. How'd it go? It failed miserably on both aspects, if you want to be oh, talking no. about. Oh, no. I didn't hear anything about Gengar Day. I don't know if you want to talk about Gengar Day right now, if you want to wait. Oh, no, no, no. We got a section for it coming up here soon. Okay. I'll tell the details there. Otherwise noteworthy for me, I made it more than halfway through level 36. So that's really exciting. Okay. Look at you. Wow. Mostly from Ultra Friends finally hitting and stuff like that, but also, you know, because of Gengar Day. Did your friends finally open your gifts? They did finally. They're finally sending them again. What was it? Four of them? Yeah. Did you call them up? Did you show up at their doorstep in the middle of the night? I text two of them. I'm like, hey, open the gifts. (laughs) We need to get this going. Do your job. Friends don't let friends not send gifts. We had to do the same thing for Alex, so you know. That's true. Um, although he is sending lots of he is lots of gifts. He's very gifty. I'm also hatching eggs right this second for no reason. <laughs> he just uh, showed me his phone. He's like, "Look, eggs." I'm, I'm hatching eggs. Uh, they're they're nothing good. Uh, it's a swine up. I'm gonna die. Is it a trap inch? No, it's, it's a two K egg. Yeah. So can't be disappointed by trap inch at a two K egg, but I can be disappointed by a litany of other things. Everything else. Just about except um, Pichu. I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool with Magby. Magby. I would be ecstatic if I got a shiny Magby. Oh my god. Um, I would lose my mind, actually. Uh, anyway, so uh, as for my week, my goals for this last week were 1.5 million experience, three shiny Gengars, a shiny Drifloon, and a Riolu. That's um, right. It was a lot. Yeah. I set a really high bar for uh-huh, myself. Uh-huh. And I'm happy to report mm-hmm. that as far as experience is concerned, I'm at like... Well, I got 650,000 this past week, so I overshot my goal by 150,000, which is good because when it came to just about everything else, I fell a little bit short. I did catch three shiny Gengars. I did, uh-huh. but one is now Nessus, so yes. I now only have two, which is but, fine. But you caught them. All I need is two. I think my goal was to obtain one through whatever yeah, method. Okay, we can just do loopholes all day. Yeah, just, <laughs> I'll just fit my head through this. All right, I'm good for the week. I'm small. I fit through a lot of things. That's true. But I did ca- I did catch three, and then I have my two remaining, which is good because I just I need one to keep as a shiny Gengar for the living decks, and then one to save for shiny Mega Gengar mm-hmm. whenever that happens. Ten years down ten the line, years <laughs> yeah, that's what we're thinking. Shiny Drifloon did not happen, much to my chagrin. Although I did get an event shiny this week. Yes, it was a, a shiny Houndour and pincers, right? It was. Well, we'll get to that in a minute here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that technically wasn't like an event shiny. I don't really it think. Was a I guess it was event shiny? an event shiny, sort of. But when we were talking about event shinies last week, we were really focusing on like Halloween. Yeah, that's ghosts. True. Yes, doggos. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So one shiny hound hour, mm-hmm. hooray! And the Riolu still escapes me. I hatched eggs like a fiend yesterday on yeah. Gengar raid day. We were hatching all day. We, how, how far did we walk, Kyle? We walked a bunch. Um, 15 kilometers almost. Yeah, like a lot. And I was throwing things in super incubators. I was incubating left and right and nothing good popped out of my eggs. Not even remotely close. Bummer. It is a bummer. Thank you for acknowledging the bummer that You're I You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> the Riolu is still elusive. Probably going to be on my, my goals for the upcoming week here. But as we did last week, let's do a quick little Sinnoh badge check. How are you guys' Sinnoh badges going so far? Um, I think mine's the same. I think I'm still at 20. 20? I think I'm still at 18, although I have like three things I need to evolve. Didn't you catch a Giratina? That was was two weeks ago. Oh, it was two weeks ago? 19, though. I'm at 19. Nice. I'm sitting at 26. I caught my Giratina this past week. I'm still at 20. I don't have a Giratina yet. Yeah. We got to get you caught up. I know. Yeah. Anyway. (sighs) 
we'll see how this week goes. The only things, okay. Well, I mean, on Tuesday we might get more Generation Four dropping, uh, which they normally do do. Uh, so we'll we'll see then, and we'll check in next week. Maybe we'll have more things to catch. Let's move on to the news. So the first big piece of news here, and and these are going to be in no particular order uh, other than the order I wanted to talk about them in. (laughs) We have three pieces of news this week, and I'm happy to announce, well, I don't know if happy is the right word, but I'm, I'm excited to say that this week we actually don't have a ridiculous amount of news. It's not going to be you talking for two hours? No, it won't be. Sorry, guys. Uh, I know you guys don't like to listen to anybody else talk but me. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, okay. Joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, when I edit this, I'm just like, God, does this guy ever stop talking? Nope. No. The Adventure Sync update finally rolled out. And I say that with a caveat because it's live, but it's only live for some trainers. They did a slow reverse level rollout. So it was only available to level 40 trainers for a while. And the next day it was level 35 and up. And then it was 30 and up. And as of today, I'm not quite sure where we sit, although I don't believe that everybody has access yet. But it is out and it's out in such a way that we can talk about it because people have already made the really great graphics uh, we've already had our hands on experience. All three of us have used Adventure Sync now. We can talk about it. Yeah. Um, so before I ask your guys' thoughts on how it is, let me just go through briefly what Adventure Sync is and how the reward system works. So for one, when we talked about Adventure Sync last week, a lot of it was just speculation and what we thought would happen based on data mined notes from the APK. Here's what it actually is. Some of this is redundant for what we had predicted and what we had read as speculation last week, but... Forget that. I'm just going to lay it out for you straight right now. Basically, it links with Apple Health or it links with Google Fit on whatever sort of phone you have. And it will start counting steps based on that stuff for credit towards extra rewards in Pokemon Go under the guise of this thing called Adventure Sync. You have to enable these things. Samsung Health does not count. You have to install Google Health Mm -hmm. on an Android device. So go ahead and download that if you're using Samsung Health. It will not link. If you have a smartwatch, only certain ones count for that, like ones that interact with these services that we just mentioned. So if you have a Fitbit like I do, there is no direct way to import your data, although there are some apps you can buy on the App Store that will link them for you. I think Fitbit works with Google Fit, but it does not work with Apple Health. And I have to pay like $5 for an app. Really? Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Just going to carry my phone around and use it as a pedometer and get my credit, as it were. There are three different Adventure Sync reward tiers, one at five kilometers, one at 25 kilometers, and one at 50 kilometers. You only get your rewards once a week, and it's at the end of the week. So when you hit five, you don't get that reward, and then when you hit 25, you don't just get that one right away. It compounds on top of each other throughout the week, and then at the end, before it resets for the next week, you'll be given a reward. So for five kilometers, if you reach five kilometers, you get 20 Pokeballs, and this is all subject to change. In fact, this had already changed once over the course of this week, and it's only been out for like five days, something like that. Three days? I think only three days. I don't even know. Wow. Since since Thursday. So it's been about, that's, yeah, about that's three, three days. Three days. So it's already changed up once, so it might change up again. So, you know, just, just be aware of that. So five kilometers, 20 Pokeballs. At 25 kilometers, you get... 10 Pokeballs plus the reward for the last tier and 500 Stardust or one rare candy or a five kilometer egg. Mm. At 50 kilometers, you get all the previous rewards in the last two tiers plus five Ultra Balls, 1500 Stardust or three rare candy or Mm. a five kilometer egg or a 10K egg. 
So I'm not quite sure if you're able to force the rare candy or the stardust by not having an open egg slot or if it'll just like not return a reward to you. That would be a bummer. It would that, be a bummer, but yeah. I think it's probably based on the open egg slot. I don't think any of us have hit that point. I have. You have? Yeah. Last week I I, I hit over 25 kilometers because- Did you have an open egg slot? Uh, I did not have an open egg slot did at the time. Did you get- I got rare candy okay, is what okay. I got. But, you know, I got one, Stardust. One, right. I mean, you got Stardust? Yeah. Did you have an yeah. open egg slot? I, I definitely did not, so. But, I mean, it's a, it's a chance still. So, even if he did have an open egg slot, he could have gotten Stardust anyway. I'm just curious to see if there are reports of people that didn't have an open egg slot and then. Didn't get a reward? They didn't get. That doesn't sound. Stardust or rare candy. Viable. Doesn't sound viable and then also that tech already exists right in the gifts right. so if you don't have an open egg slot it's not going to give you nothing it's going right. to give you something else right 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 so that that's how adventure sync loosely works so uh why don't we kind of just go around and give our, our thoughts on it because sure. just based on casual conversation with the two of you this past week i know we all kind of sit a little bit differently on this mm -hmm. so why don't we let kyle go first i'm kind of indifferent to it as a whole because i don't think the rewards are that compelling okay the best reward is the rare candy and it's only a chance at three or i'm sorry four after a week of walking 50 kilometers so you're not thrilled by the pokeballs or the stardust well the stardust is, is not enough it's it's not enough for a whole week's waiting even if you do all 50 kilometers and it's also only a chance that's true trying to equate 2000 stardust to four rare candy I mean, it doesn't, there's, there's a disconnect there. That's true. But I, the Stardust does stack with a star piece if you have it active, so you can get an extra 50% out of it. Mm. Yeah, but like, again, there's that chance. You could pop your star piece and then not get Stardust from your adventure sink and you just wasted a star piece because your star piece is probably the most valuable thing in the game because you can only get them from select lucky boxes. Or when you buy them separately. You can buy them separately, can't you? No, they're not for sale separately in the store. Really? Except they for maybe them? doing events. No way. Yeah, 100%. I haven't bought anything separately in a long time. They used to have star pieces available. They did used to, but I think that was during the summer. Wow. When there were more it was star, for an event, star space events. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy to me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I'm sitting on so many. I, I need to be more careful about using those. Do you? Yeah, I think so. You constantly have like over 50 of everything. So <laughs> no, My lures are down to almost 30 now. Wow. I know. Uh, it's because I never buy boxes and have lures in them on purpose. one lure. Yeah. Yeah. Save it for a rainy day, I as guess. it were. I always have you around to lure things. So. I just do, I'm like, stop it. No, I got to waste these. So that begs the question, Kyle. You're saying that the Stardust isn't enough. The rewards just don't measure up. What What do you think would be a reasonable amount of reward for like... 25 kilometers or like 50 kilometers over the course of a week if not in the best circumstance like 2000 stardust or four rare candy or what have you i think the rare candy is roughly appropriate for the reward i think it might need to be a little bit more because it's only a chance at getting them but i think the stardust needs to be almost 10 times as much to actually be significant wow Ooh. because 20,000 stardust even that only lets you level up something six times, seven times. Yeah, if that. So that's that's kind of why I, I feel that way about the Stardust. Okay, that's fair. Ness. Yes. What do you think about Adventure Sync? I know you haven't had a lot of opportunity to mm -hmm. play with it or mess around with it. Right. But from what you've seen, what you've heard, and what you have experienced with it, what do you think so far? So I just downloaded Google Fit just now while you were talking. Okay. Um. So we'll see how that goes next week. 
don't know. I'm not too fond of what the rewards and the tiers are right now. I feel like 5km is it's pretty standard for a casual player. I don't need 20 Pokeballs. When I when I got that and it popped up on my screen, I was like, what is this? Why am I people? Yeah, they, they being pop bombarded? up one at a time, so it like fills your screen. It does, it does, which was it kind was of fine. exciting. But yeah. But I was like, okay, that was kind of underwhelming. And then 25km and 50km are like super unreachable tiers unless you're using it as a fitness tool, I feel like. I think it would have been more attainable if it was at like 15km and then 25km. Um I think that would have been more viable for especially the rewards that they're giving out. I, I think those tiers would have been, they would have made more sense. That's fair. Because that I, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to be doing 50km unless they seriously work out, love going hiking, bike a few miles every single week. Okay. It's just, it's a lot, I feel like, to really gauge with average players. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. You guys ready for my hot take or what? No. No? I'm ready for your controversial <laughs> opinion. And what, you want my, like, lukewarm take? I know. He has a smug look on his face where, like, he's going to be devil's advocate right now. No, I'm like, I know what he's going to say. I mean, I want, you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. You guys are ungrateful. <laughs> you guys are both ungrateful. Okay. This is in addition <laughs> to the rewards you already got. This isn't in place of anything. People that were walking 25 kilometers before didn't get anything before. And... And you guys are forgetting the rural player here. This is built for them. This isn't really built for the city goer that can just sit there and spin Pokestops all day or people that have Pokestops in range of their house. You know, it is for the city player, though. I do a lot of walking in the city. I'm not saying you don't walk more. I think city people tend to walk a lot more because traffic is so bad. Yes. She's got you there. That's fine. But it doesn't matter. Like, (laughs) this is supposed to be... Your opinion doesn't matter. This is for... (laughs) No, it's a fair point. But I wasn't saying that city people walk less and that's why they shouldn't get this. I'm saying that you walk the same amount anyway. Mm -hmm. Rural players walk the same amount anyway. But their experience while walking those 25 kilometers is a lot different than yours. You look at that and you're like, hey, 20 Pokeballs is just like, whatever. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But to a rural player... That's that's good. That's yeah, interesting to them. That's true. They look at 50 kilometers like, man, if I hit 50 kilometers, I'm going to get an extra, you know, 35 Pokeballs that I can use. And this is yeah. great for me because they don't have a lot of stops to spend. I want to hear from our rural players. I want to know what you guys think. I think that they love this feature. I think that this is built for the person that walks more than they do sit in a really high density Pokestop area. I think that that's where you're going to see the excitement for this. Yeah. So I don't know. Personally, I'm really happy with it. I think, yeah, okay. In some instances, for some people, the rewards seem a little bit lackluster. If you're like, man, I'm not going to walk 50 kilometers for a handful of Pokeballs and maybe some rare candy and like maybe another egg. But I think there are some people that will jump at the opportunity that they love this. Maybe. So, and again, it's an addition to stuff that we get already. So, yeah, this is this is a purely positive addition. No questions about it. But it just it could have been, I think, better done better. Okay. But then again, you can say that about a lot of things that are added to Pokemon Go, which we will get to a little bit later in the episode. Sure will. <laughs> sure will. Oh, no. uh, but before we get there, hey, let's talk about Gengar Ray Day, shall we? All right. Okay. So Gengar Ray Day happened. It was just like the legendary bird days, like Zapdos, Moltres, or Takuno. Three hours, every Gengar ever was out and about in every gym that wasn't EX eligible. Kyle and I went downtown Chicago with a handful of friends, and Ness had to stay home, <laughs> which is kind of, kind of a bummer. But I brought one back for you. Yeah. Like a souvenir. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like you were there, mm-hmm. except you weren't. We missed you. And I yeah. was 
doing a lot of homework. Yeah, she was doing a lot of homework. Yeah. So thanks for being responsible. Yeah. Your reward was a shiny Gengar nonetheless. I know. Um, <laughs> but it was a great time. We, well, I drew up a map for us. Yes. I, gonna, I, I drew up a map of like a loop of like 20 gyms, but we ended up doing how many, Kyle? I know you figured it out. It was like 24. Yeah, it was like 24, almost the same as our bird days, which was impressive. Yes, because we were on foot this entire time. The other days, we had been driving around a rural area where we knew exactly which gym to go to afterwards. Yeah, we hit about 24 gyms. That's where most of my experience came from this week. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I think you got a lot of experience yesterday, too. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we made huge dents into our, our Adventure Sync goals, like nine kilometers, I think, just yesterday, something like that. Yep, roughly. Yeah, many shiny Gengars in our group. Uh, there were <sighs> pincers galore, because this is also coinciding with the Taiwan event that happened where a shiny pincer was introduced into the wild. And for some reason, there was pincers everywhere for us. It's like a global uh, spawn as well. Yesterday may have been Gengar Raid Day, but it was also Pincer Community Day. It was most certainly Pincer Community Day. There's always just the Shadow Community Day. There's a regular Community Day, and then there's the actual Shadow Community Day. Yeah, Dunsparce this Pokemon Community Day. That just pops up. What was the one that we had? It wasn't Eevee. It was the... It was Dunsparce. It was done. Yeah, Dunsparce yeah. was on was on EV Community Day, but we had another one that we were at. For was Chikorita it, Community was it, Day? Chikorita it was, got it was taken Voltorb, over by Meltan. Right? It was Meltan. Voltorb was for um, Beldum. Yes. We saw tons of Voltorb oh, yes. on yes. Day. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yes. Anyway, how did we do for Gengar Day there, Kyle? Uh, let's talk about shiny Gengars and shiny pincers. How'd you do? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you guys already shared this. I did not get a shiny Gengar out of 24 raids oh my gosh and i was yep. very upset what it, he kept it together though Did yeah you? it wasn't as bad as mole trace day because oh, we no. had to walk everywhere it wasn't as Pent down up. but it wasn't just like brooding yeah. sitting in the back yeah. seat going oh my gosh <laughs> but oh, like I that's was, terrible yeah wow um meanwhile alex our friend alex who was there with us got one on his first raid of course. So yes. I was Alex and I tend to have the first shot shinies. You do usually. It's very true. Uh-huh. My girlfriend got two shiny Gengars mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So And we had one we had three additions to our group as we were walking around. All three very nice gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them, before he I think he left after raid like eleven or twelve, he yeah. walked off with four shinies before wow. going back to work. So shout out to him. And that was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Kyle ended up with, with zero. I only caught three. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for a lot more, yeah. considering we did 24. Sure, sure. That's ridiculous. I don't know what it is, Kyle, but you waste all of your shiny luck on the the uh, <laughs> inconsequential community days. The, like legendary days. Yeah. You're like, Chikorita Day? Absolutely. Pile them on. You're like, shiny Gengar? <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah. I'm good. Moltres? No. Beldum? <laughs> yes. Yes. Chikorita? Absolutely. So, shiny pincers, though. How'd you do on that? I walked away with seven. Wow. Yeah. As of, as of right now. Right. So. You caught one this morning, right? I did. I woke up and clicked the pincer that was right behind me and was like, oh, you're shiny. Cool. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel better, but thank you. Oh, well, you know, shinies are shinies. You can hold on to them. Keep one for shiny, shiny mega pincer, dude. It's yep. going to be crazy. But yesterday, Chris and my girlfriend did a special trade because she needed an Aerodactyl. So at midnight last night, we did a special trade. And I don't remember what I traded to her, but she traded. Oh, I traded her a shiny Metagross because she didn't get to go to Belton Day. And she traded me shiny Gengar. Mm-hmm. 
and they both wound up lucky. Oh, so that was fantastic. And and they both got better. It wasn't one hundred percent like you tried to guess, though, Chris. Okay, I but did. it is an eighty nine percent for my shiny Gengar, and the Metagross got much better, like a ninety seven percent from an eighty two. So wow. What are we? I'm like zero for four on our Gengar trades this morning. Uh, yeah, but you did end up with a simply amazing, like upper tier Gengar. I did, but we were trying to get me a lucky, lucky Gengar. Yeah, and I didn't get any, even though I was trading a whole bunch of 2016 Pokemon. Just the way it works. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I promptly maxed it out, so now it's level 38, and got lucky with one TM to get Shadow Ball, which is pretty great. Nice. So you know, overall success. I also did get a hundred percent. Gengar from the raids. I didn't even realize wow. until we were sitting down for dinner. Yeah. Good for you, dude. The last one was 100%. And that's pretty awesome. Did you TM that one up correctly? Max I, him I out? Have not yet, but okay. I will. All right. Yeah, that one's going to be quite the stardust sink for you since he's not lucky. So Yeah, that's why he's going to wait. <laughs> there is one more noteworthy thing that because I didn't get the event shiny like I wanted to last week. While we were walking to dinner, I got a shiny Aaron. Just oh, that's right. There. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, he just Which, like screamed in the middle of the air. Like, yeah, oh like, shit. <laughs> like it's not that crazy because I already had one from GoFest, but hey, you know, more shiny is always great. It's something. So, a full out shiny always feels good. It helps make up for the fact that Chris got the event shiny and I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't even get the one that like either of us wanted. No. And then Alex got a second one of the same Jeez. thing. <laughs> I was very upset in our group chat. For like oh, well. hey. a good hour. That's okay, man. I would recommend a low sodium diet moving forward. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Kyle. Um, Ness, you were at home, but do you have anything notable to share? Did you shiny check a bunch of pincers while you were at home? Every once in a while, I'd open my app and I'd be like, shiny, not shiny. And then I'll close my app. So <laughs> I, I wasn't doing too much other than homework. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. It's well, all right. We're going to leave that that tail right there yeah <laughs> um i got three shiny gengar i caught three shiny pincer total one extra today did one gengar trade with alex at dinner and the first one we did when we swapped lick psychic gengars we both got a lucky right away so that was incredibly as it implies lucky um max that bad boy out right away and that's pretty much where all of my stardust went and i thought gengar day worked pretty well i will say though that we went we went to downtown chicago normally we kind of do like rural areas we don't really do like raid days uh community days are a little bit different a little bit better i would say in cities than raid days are uh, because with community day your gps accuracy doesn't really matter that much because spawns are happening everywhere but with raid days you have to be pretty accurate moving forward in like going into a specific gym and one of the issues that all of us were having in downtown chicago yesterday was gps signal uh, inaccuracy like we would be standing on top of a gym physically where it would be and we'd be like three or four blocks over and no, no amount of turning on wi-fi turning it off restarting the app, welcome to chicago my whatever. friend whatever it just bounces yeah. you all over the place it was really unreliable it wasn't until we get out into the open at like Millennium Park and walking around like other parks where the GPS signal would not be bouncing off the sides of very tall buildings back and forth where we saw some consistency. So while we did slog through the original, I want to say like eight or nine gyms uh, in between large buildings, as soon as we got into Millennium Park, it was a lot better. So a uh, quick tip, if you're going to be in a city with lots of tall buildings and you're having issues with your gps your best bet is to get to an area as open as possible even if that's just like standing on the sidewalk closer to the street than to the building or in like an open plaza you'll have a lot more luck there 
that pretty much wraps up Gengar Raid Day for us. If you guys had an excellent Gengar Raid Day, we'd love to hear about it. Go ahead and shoot us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But let's move on to um, probably the most controversial bits of news here. Is so controversial? <laughs> well, I'm mad about it. Okay. I don't know about you okay. guys. It's a little bit controversial, but... Kyle and I, I are mad about this for two different reasons, right. but we're still yes, both yes, mad about are. it. Okay. Yes. All right. So... Let's get the non-controversial stuff out of the way. So November is here. Shiny Caterpie is live. Mm-hmm. Shiny Pinsir is live. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a Ninkata and a Ninjask from a special research task. Not special research, but it's a particular research task from a regular Pokestop. The one you're looking for is Catch 5 Bug Type. That'll give you a Ninkata. And if you have enough of those, you can evolve it into a Ninjask. Let's list the November research tasks really quick. Catch 5 Bug Type, like I said, is Ninkata. Win a raid, can get a Pineco, chance of a shiny. Evolve two Pidgey, can get you a Caterpie, <laughs> the chance of being shiny. Although, to be very honest, it looks like Pidgey's now become a very rare common Pokemon. Yes. They're nowhere to be found. I think yes. people were more excited about finding Pidgeys last night as we were walking around <laughs> than they were about shiny Pinsers. They're like, wow, look at this Pidgey. Get out of the way, Pinsir. Yeah, pretty There's much. a Pidgey. Pretty much. If you catch five normal type Pokemon, that'll give you a Pinsir. Now has a chance of being shiny. Uh, Spinda version number seven is now out okay. at the beginning of this month. Make three nice curveball throws gets you that Spinda. Make five great throws in a row is Wigglytuff. So our recommendation is that that's the one that you trash. Oh, okay. Is five great balls in a row? F- sorry, five great throws in a row worth a Wigglytuffness? No, I didn't think no. so. Kyle, no, 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 I didn't think so, guys. But. If you earn a candy with uh, walking your buddy, you can get a Clefable. That one's actually pretty cool. That's that's pretty nice. I'll, I'll be I'll be trashing that one. Really? That's yeah. Fair. And then send five gifts. will net you a a sweet sweet goal back. Yeah. Hooray! It's sad that, that I'm excited about that one. I got that one. And I was <laughs> yeah. so excited. I like Golbat. Golbat's pretty rad. It's goofy. I never encounter Zubats, so I don't even have a Crobat yet. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like ten away now, but yeah, I'm really surprised we didn't see an increased Zubat spawn rate with this Halloween event we just had. But nah, oh well, I think they didn't want to upset people. That's fair. <laughs> so uh, so instead Moon. they they just did what, what we're about to talk about here. Shedinja is live, although there was a rather buggy start. So <sighs> how'd that go, Chris? <laughs> All right, so how did getting your Shedinja go? Let me let me lay this out for you guys. He took off his glasses. He's rubbing his face. Stop it. He's upset. I am upset. <laughs> I'm very upset. All right. So on the first of every month at a particular time, I believe it's 1 p.m. PDT or PST now because it's Pacific yes. Standard Time. PDT and PST are the same thing, but one denotes whether or not you're in daylight savings or not. Anyway, it just changed. But Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m., like a minute afterwards, you're supposed to be able to safely open up your research breakthrough and get whatever the reward is supposed to be. So it just so happened that that was my day seven, and I didn't open it in the morning because I didn't want another Suicune because I had three. I talked about this last time on the show. I was really looking forward to getting this Shedinja and get my Pokedex entry, right? I'm like, and I'll catch three more this month to just have them to trade if people don't get them because we never know when they're going to be out again. So I wait like a minute, a minute afterwards. I restart my app just to make sure everything's clear and stuff like that. I go in there. I look at my timer. It's one minute after. It's 3.01 p.m. for us. That's when it, three o'clock is when it flips over for us. And I claim my research breakthrough and it's a Moltres. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's weird. Huh. I wonder why. So I kind of exit out. I don't catch it yet. I go on to Reddit and I'm like, huh, what's going on? Go to 
you know, the Pokemon Go subreddit and the Silk Road subreddit, and I sort by new. And lo and behold, like, a bunch of posts of people like, oh, uh, anybody else get a Moltres? I don't know what happened here. <laughs> nope. I don't know either, but apparently there was a bug. The first 90 seconds of this, you could get a Moltres. It's not even like a special Moltres. It doesn't know Sky Attack. It doesn't know anything, but you could have gotten a Shiny, and that's really cool for you. As someone who is <laughs> swamped in Moltres, I am unhappy about this. I'm very unhappy about this. I waited a very long time mm -hmm. to, to make this thing work out, and uh, I'm bummed. Um, so that being said, Kyle, you don't know this part of the story. I wasn't going to say anything because I'm kind of like a, a live and let live sort of guy. But I was on Twitter, and I saw that somebody mentioned that they got a Moltres, and they were upset about it. And then Niantic support reached out to them and said, hey, drop us a ticket here, and we'll look into it for you. And so I followed that link myself, and I filled out my own ticket, and they got back to me today. I was expecting them to get back to me later, but I got a nice email today. And I, I opened it excitedly. I'm like, wow, what are they going to do? Like, hey, Chris, uh, sorry you had an issue with this. And uh, because of this problem, uh, here's a premium raid pass. And uh, we can't do anything about your Moltres. <laughs> Should end your problem. And All I was right. like, no! I told you, I told come you yesterday. On. Oh, my God. You did tell me yesterday. <laughs> you were like, it's not going to help you, dude. They're gonna, not going to do anything for you. I don't understand. If they were able to put a Lugia into my account after GoFest 2016, how are they not able to remove the Moltres that I sent them a screenshot of and just give me the Shedinja? Maybe because there's just too many people? Maybe. It might be. It also might be like because GoFast was tied specifically to your account type of thing, it may have been easier for them to do. It's possible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not ungrateful for the premium rate pass. I'm, I'm thankful. I mean, I, I know that this was a problem and it was a bug and was supposed to happen. I'm just a little bit salty about it. And I know that I can still at the bottom of the email, they were like, don't worry, though. You can still get Shedinja this month. I'm like, I know I'm aware you wanted it now. But I wanted it when I had planned to get it and took precautions to get it. I, I sound selfish, but... You do. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's but. okay. It's okay. It's all right. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, enough of me complaining. I think it's Kyle's turn. What What's up with Shedinja that you don't like? Uh, first, I'd like to point out for people that the field research for Ninkata is very rare right now. So if you see it and you're part of a local Discord or something... I'm sure everyone would be very appreciative if you share it for them because people are talking about going through the entire like downtown of their city and not finding one. Yeah. As for Shedinja, we're going to talk about it a little more later. But for those of you who don't know at this point, Shedinja is a very unique Pokemon. I think we talked about it last week. I think briefly. Yeah. If you want to give like a quick summary, go for it. He, he has a special ability called Wonder Guard and he cannot be hit by anything that's not super effective against him, basically. He's he's basically a shadow. And so what did they do for, for Pokemon Go after we waited more than a year since Generation 3 came out? They gave him 10 HP. Base stamina of 2. And that's it. They didn't do anything else. They just, just released him. Yep. So not only did they not make a clear, fun path for the evolution thing they had going on there with Ninkata into ninjask and then getting to shedinja out of it if we had still okay so if we had maintained the fun evolution part of it but they had foregone the stats part of it would you feel better about it yeah it wouldn't have felt as bad that's for sure okay just there's no ability on him he's just a 10 hp bug type just a pokedex entry with a lackluster move set and bad stats 
is pure Pokedex filler. Oh, well, maybe he'll be redeemed moving forward, but, you know, we'll get to that. How about, like, right now, Kyle? You want to do Gear Up? Let's do it. All right. So this week on Gear Up, it's it's been fueled by being upset about Shedinja a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit. But I wanted to talk about the outdated combat in the game, which relates to the stats that divide the Pokemon. We've talked about it before amongst the three of us on the show. I think we all are in agreement that the combat needs work. Yeah. Especially Definitely. if they want to do PvP. But even ignoring PvP, the combat needs work. As we have it right now, you only have two moves. And for those of you who don't play the main Pokemon game, you get four moves there, which gives you better coverage for different types and stuff. Gives you more option than just purely going with two of the same element moves so that you have your stab bonus. And if you don't know, stab stands for same type attack bonus. I don't know what the number is in Pokemon Go, but it's 1.5 times the damage in the main games. And of course, because you have only the two types of moves, it means you only have attack moves, despite the Pokemon games having a variety of moves. You have buff moves, you have moves that will debuff your enemy, slow them down, weaken them, something completely absent from Pokemon Go. And of course, in Pokemon Go, you only have three base stats, stamina, attack, and defense. That's it. In the main series games, you have six. And the big noteworthy thing about the six is that defense and attack are broken down into two different types. Special defense and regular defense and special attack and regular attack. They correlate to each other. Special defense works against special attack. Attack works against regular defense. And so as a result of that, Pokemon with really high stats in the main game tend to have even higher stats in Pokemon Go because they kind of lump everything together, you know? Right. And I think the biggest one is there's no speed, which is in the main games. Because this is a live action game as opposed to turn-based, it kind of makes sense. Live action in air quotes. Yes. Well, this is, you know, it's real time. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to talk about how the combat's outdated and what I think would look better going into the future in terms of depth for the game. I know at the base, Pokemon is about collecting. That's where they really want Pokemon Go to be. But it would be nice to see more depth added to the game. I mean, they did say that PvP is coming down the line, so it's still a conversation definitely worth having. Yeah, and if you want PvP, things have to change because there is there is no combat. Well, if you want to have good PvP, yeah. Yes, but I think a few of the things that can change, the most obvious, more than two moves. Even if it was just a third move, that would change things drastically But if they did a third move, I think they would have to do away with charge attacks and give things maybe cooldowns instead. So you have, you know, more MOBA-esque if you you play any of those or Diablo or action RPG-like. But if they do more than two moves, they can also add the status effects that we talked about earlier, which will give more depth to the combat. You can slow your opponent. You can weaken their attack. You can poison them. And for those of you who don't know, the grass type in the game really revolves heavily around debuffs, stuff like poison and paralysis. It tends to be why it's a lot weaker in Pokemon Go because they don't get to have those moves. But the biggest thing I personally think, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this one, is adding speed into the game as a base stat. Because speed is what helps balance between something that hits really hard Versus something that doesn't hit quite as hard, but can 
take the first turn. And as of now, it's really just whoever's stronger and higher attack. That's the better Pokemon. It's why we see Tyranitar everywhere. My suggestion that is just purely how I feel it would work well is if speed was a factor in the recovery time for moves, faster Pokemon would be able to recover faster out of attacks, start a new one, or, you know, dodge an attack more effectively. It doesn't change the combat, but it gives more depth. Yeah, so I think we kind of see this already. I mean, the the difference in benefit that you get from recently Gengar, uh, Lick over Shadow Claw, was that they roughly do the same amount of DPS, except that one of the standouts for Lick was that it was a really quick animation. It hit, it hit more often. It did less damage. But because it hit more often, it allowed you more opportunity to dodge in between, so... Just based on the way that the, the combat works in this game so far is that if you're paying attention and you are some of the dodges attacks and you probably should be with a glass cannon like Gengar, Lick is just objectively better because you have more options. So you're you're suggesting that speed be an influence on all kinds of moves, kind of like that, how that dynamic works. Yes, exactly. Okay, I see. Ness, what's your thoughts on speed? What do you think? I think speed could impact the way that Pokemon Go combat works so far. I mean, considering there's only really gym combat, I mean, the only even speed relevant thing that we have is attack and dodge. Um, With most things, dodge isn't even necessary. Mm -hmm. Very few things do you have to dodge. Speed of attack would be better, I suppose, if tapping on the screen made you go faster, if your guy could go faster. But other than that, I feel like speed doesn't really have a hand in it as long as we're only doing gym battles, raid bosses, things like that. With PvP, absolutely, but not not the current system. That's fair. I'm I'm thinking more in the aspect of how you balance Pokemon because, you know, Pokemon Go has a very clear tier list that, you know, the main Pokemon games don't have. And if some Pokemon were faster than others, they can, you know, attack more, they can have higher DPS even if they have a lower attack stat could make more things viable, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of muddies the water a little bit um because if you had I don't know. I mean, that would that would make that would make, let's just say I had like a Nidoking King and they had compared to another Nidoking King and they had identical stats. But one was a little bit faster. I don't really know how much of a, of a DPS increase that would give that Pokemon. One of the most important uh, metrics that you look at when you're talking about DPS and effectiveness of any given Pokemon in any given any given group is DPS, right? And that's while it's alive. And then TDO, which I think is the the time until death output so it's how much how like how long it's it's a metric that basically covers like how how long they're in battle for base it takes their defense into account as well Mm -hmm. because you can have high dps like a gengar lots of lots of dps but takes you know one charge move in a lot of cases and he's on the ground he's dead so if it's not alive he's not doing dps anyway so you know where's the use in that so tdo is actually like a much more effective metric to look at when you're talking about the efficiency of any given Pokemon. And I think the speed that you're describing, the difference in speed there, would most definitely manifest the most in any given Pokemon's TDO score. I don't I don't know the numbers. I don't I don't crunch the numbers. I definitely read on Pokemon Go Hub of all of the data like that though. Yeah. So I'm gonna take your word for that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean I'm not to be completely honest, I just explained what it was, but I'm not <laughs> too thoroughly like acquainted with it myself i mean i just i just know what it is and i know that that's what people use to measure and i've taken a gander at a number of them but i couldn't tell you like you know tdo scores off the top of my head or anything like that 
Um, maybe this would be something new. I'm going to write it down. And this is something that we can cover on a future episode because it is it's incredibly interesting. You know, it's just very <laughs> it's very number heavy. So maybe yeah. we can cover this and like gear up sometime in the future. Yeah. Besides speed, what else do you think could change in, in combat? There's a. Uh... A couple more things. One of them is sort of coming with the with the CP ba- rebalance that they tried to talk about, but wasn't very clear. As I mentioned in the mainline games, they have defense and attack separated into two different types. It stops Pokemon from being incredible powerhouses on defense, like we currently have, for example, Blissey. Blissey in the mainline games has the highest HP in the game, and I also believe it has one of the highest special defenses. But it has almost zero right, real defense. That stops it from tanking every hit that's thrown at it. Unfortunately, in Pokemon Go, they combined it all into one. So not only does Blissey have the highest HP, it also has the highest defense, which means it's always going to be the best option, bar none. And I, I understand why they simplified it, specifically for that reason. They wanted to make it easier to understand. But... I think it's for the worse and would like to see it separated at some point in the future. Right. Or them just rebalance the the CP formula in such a way that doesn't favor Pokemon that have that. We're definitely we're going to see when that that finally comes out, if it actually makes a difference, too. Right. I mean, e- even given those 28 minutes that it was live that we were messing with it. I mean, uh, Blissey, a fully leveled up, maxed out Blissey dropped like 700 CP. Mm hmm. I mean, that that's pretty substantial. You won't really know because this is all based on how it feels in the game. Because the CP is kind of an arbitrary number. If yes. uh, It's supposed to be representative of what your expectation of your experience is going to be when interacting with that given Pokemon. So the CP could be wildly high. Like with a slacking, slacking is cool because Yawn, it's quick move, doesn't do anything. But if it hits you with play rough or any other charge move it may have, it hits like a truck. But the nice strategy with slacking is that you just have to dodge that one move yawn doesn't do anything to you really and that's a cool dynamic but when it comes to pokemon like blissey like you're saying that doesn't have an interesting mechanic like that it's just basically like how quickly can i pound through this thing and the cp is then reflective of your expectation and how that's going to go Yeah, because the base hp is just it's so high right right I think changing that up and trying to rebalance those defense heavy Pokemon, if they don't separate separate it out, then, you know, the best thing you can do is just lower it so it's more manageable. I agree. Although just lowering it, obviously, if they don't change other things, won't do a whole lot because, you know, we talked about before, if you want to take a gym, you're going to take a gym. Right. Unless somebody is constantly feeding it berries, in which case you just keep investing your time and you're going to take it. So until things get more involved... Simple number changes, I don't think, are going to cut it. I did want to pick your brain about, like, two extra things, though, that are not currently in this game. And I know that these are not coming to Pokemon Let's Go either. Um, And since we're talking about this, I feel like this is probably appropriate to bring up. But two things, abilities and and held items, those have become kind of staples in the combat system in the main series games. We don't see them in Pokemon Go. And in Pokemon Let's Go, they're not going to be around, really. I can understand why they don't want to have abilities and held items in Pokemon Go. Okay. Although I would I would like to see the simpler abilities, the more straightforward ones. Or the ones that are like Pokemon defining, like in Shedinja's case, Wonder Guard, right? Yeah, absolutely. But like I was also looking through a list of abilities before the show today. It's monstrous. It's very long. I feel like it would just add like an extra complex component to a game that's supposed to be relatively simple. I can understand the simple ones like 
levitate, for example, makes you immune to ground type attacks. That's that's a lot of power for a Pokemon that just is removed from Pokemon Go. Okay, so all of that being said, even if they put abilities in on case-by-case basis, like for Shedinja, making Wonder Guard a thing, you know, that is going to be in place of its otherwise completely terrible stats and usefulness in the game. I mean, as a bug type, it already has bug and ghost. It already has an array of things that it's susceptible to when it's, you know, super effective. So even as a defender, it wouldn't be that great because everybody should have at least one Pokemon in their storage probably that would be appropriate for that, right? So it doesn't need to be crazy. It doesn't need to make it meta relevant. It just needs to be there so that it, you know, pays due respect to the Pokemon that is basically defined by its ability. Yeah, the ability defining ones are definitely a big one. They're not going to add just the ability defining ones, though, if they don't add abilities to other Pokemon. So I guess so. It's it's all one big thing. I would be more forgiving if they just gave it to like one or two. I would I would be very understanding of them if they chose to do that over making a blanket like ability thing available to everything because even like some Pidgeys have different no, not not Pidgeys Pidgeys is a bad example but there are some Pokemon that of the same species they have different abilities you know yep. so it can get it can get pretty pretty messy and that'll make the collecting game even that much more involved let's just say on the topic of held items though i don't i don't see that ever coming to pokemon go that seems like just too much primarily because most of the functions that held items do they don't translate well there's a variety that clear statuses there's a variety that boost for example your speed but you can only use one move for the rest of the combat like that doesn't translate at all and then of course you know you have stuff that just boosts ghost type attacks and boost is just your attack, just for well, the yeah, there's combat. Tons, there's tons of them, and I, I agree. It, it pretty much has to do with combat, and there's just not much going on with combat right now. So, so all that being said, anything else you want to add to this, Kyle? Before we move on, or no? I've said my piece on <laughs> the combat and gotten your guys' <laughs> okay. feedback on it. All right, fair enough. Thanks for the gear up section this week, Kyle. Let's move to the Pokalore. All right, so this week we're going to cover Pinsir. For his shiny, sparkly soul that's yeah. out in the game right now. Purple boy. Purple guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So Pinsir is a bipedal Pokemon with a wide, dull brown body and a large pair of gray, spiky pincers on the top of its head. In its mouth are many long, flat teeth arranged horizontally. Its legs are short and thick while its arms are long and thin. And each limb ends with three gray claws. Pincer's limbs and abdomen are divided into segments. Its eyes are simple, but usually appear angry. Mm, oh. Mad boy. <laughs> it can use its pincers to crush, toss, bludgeon, and tear opponents, lift things twice its weight, and shatter logs. For the log crushers out there. Yep. Captured prey is kept in place by the piercing thorns and sheer strength of pincer's horns, and will not be released until they are torn in half. Oh my. In addition to hunting prey, the anime has shown that it enjoys tree sap. That's nice. That's pleasant. Yeah, there's a lot of like it has cuts a, of pincer just like climbing trees and just like sucking out. <laughs> it's really great. It's really great. Pincer lives deep in the forest where it burrows underground or hides in the treetops on nights cold enough to render it immobile. So its max CP is 2770, an impressive attack stat of 238 coming in at rank 43, but a weak stamina stat of 130. So it's a little bit squishy. And this Pokemon will definitely benefit from the CP rebounds yet to come. Best moveset is Bug Bite and X Scissor. Pinsir is actually the best DPS bug type attacker, even better than Caesar. 
Yikes. So, all right. He is better in DPS than Caesar. Yes. But I got to back my boy up because okay. Caesar's one of my favorite Pokemon of all right, time. Right, right, right. He does have better defensive resistance coverage than Pinsir does because well, he's I mean, also he's resistant to. It's metal. <laughs> he, uh, he is metal. resistant to psychic <laughs> yes. as well. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it, they're comparable. They're comparable. Right, right, um, right. And then also his steel typing gives him a little bit better like defense coverage as well. Right. Caesar. That being said, as a single evolution Pokemon, mm-hmm. Pinsir is rather unique with how strong he is. Yes, that's true. He's incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that also put double fighting moves on him that's and we'll use him well. for a lot of situations mm-hmm. as well, but mm-hmm. he doesn't get the stab bonus from it, but he's still rather impressive. Yes. Uh, close combat is a really high DPS move. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if we're trying to get double stab, you know, if we're going against an Exeggutor, Pinsir is awesome. In the anime, didn't Pinsir try to break Metapod? Yes. But then he ended up breaking his little pincers. I think so. Yeah. His little pincers. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, big pincers, big spiky yeah. pincers. Yeah, just little thorns on it. <laughs> I think so. I don't remember. I'll tell my head. I that. think he just kept hardening and that was all he could do. And then uh, yeah, pincer died. Yeah, that's pretty much all <laughs> can do. So, yeah, there we go. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I like Caesar. I'm a big fan of Caesar. I know you are. But, I know you are. But pincer is pretty rad. And shiny pincer is really cool. If it's you guys purple. haven't gotten one yet, yeah. uh, I think you got a. I think you, you might have actually until the end of today, so it won't matter. Because oh, no. the show's coming out tomorrow on mm-hmm. Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you got one, hold on to it. Um, because shiny mega pincer is mega rad. Uh, 10 yeah. years from now. Yeah, well, we'll see. Anyway, uh, Pokepole. Let's move into that. Pokepole. So last week's question was, what's your favorite spooky Pokemon? Ghost, Dark, even some poison types. And I think we determined Psychic also fine because yep. very spooky. Chris Poopa said, Drifloon is my all-time favorite. Cute but deadly. Angry Balloon. I agree with you. <laughs> Justin says, Coughagrigus. So a lot of these Pokemon are Pokemon I haven't seen before. So it's like a, a crazy coffin with sticky hands, like the kind of hands that you throw at the wall and it just sticks there. <laughs> yeah, but they're shadows. Coffin yes. with shadowy sticky hands. Okay. So that's kind of spooky. I get it. It's like Night at the Museum gone wrong. Pidgey Grabba says, been a fan of Absol since Gen 3 dropped. Me too. I want a 100% over the shiny, even though it's not top tier. Merksimer says, Gorgeist. So <laughs> we're talking about Gorgeist. Again, most of you know, I say this like every other episode. I'm Gen 1 for life, so I don't know, we know about much of these Pokemon until they drop. So you guys are educating me for a lot of things. But I was looking up Gorgeist, and I was told to look up Pumpkaboo. 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 I now love Pumpkaboo. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkaboo is great. So, like, Pumpkaboo is like this spirit fairying Pokemon, but Gorgeist is apparently the only Pokemon that can learn Trick or Treat, which I find also exciting. I didn't delve too much into it. I'm sure it's actually really creepy, but I like that it can trick or treat. That's real cute. <laughs> so good for you. It's also just, it's a it's a gourd, and what's not to yes. like about gourds? Big Pink Dragon says Mimikyu. The animation in UM slash US is so creepy. I must say Gengar is growing on me. UM and US there. is Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun. Okay, for okay. those of you at home. Sure, 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 sure. Um, this week's Pokepole, though, however, how do you think Niantic should approach the release of future problem Pokemon like Shedinja? So I, I don't know how many future pro- Pokemon are like Shedinja where they have super special abilities. and Well, there's some that have yet to be released right now. Yes. Namely, yeah, we like have two. Smeargol. Yes. What's the other one, Kyle? Kecleon. Kecleon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so given that some of these are unique in, in a way that Shedinja is as well, and we were all kind of expecting Niantic to take their time until a solution would provide itself. That's why we thought Shedinja was taking so long, and unfortunately that and wasn't the case. It didn't work out the way well, it was supposed to. I mean, I understand why they yeah. did what they did. I get it. And I was kind of 
thinking that maybe they were going to wait until after the the PvP update because that infers a combat rebalance or a combat redo or rework that they might then introduce these Pokemon after that to help take care of them in some way Mm -hmm. in respect to, again, that Pokemon's uniqueness. Didn't we see when Meltan popped out on Chikorita today that some of them were taking the form of Kecleon? Yeah. Yeah, So he's in there. He's Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he is. They just need to figure it out. Well, yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. To answer this question, what what do you think, Kyle? If they're not going to rebalance or do anything to give the Pokemon their uniqueness, I think they should be tied to regular field research instead of the monthly or weekly research. Like, if if Shedinja had been a field research reward for Evolve 3 Ninkata, it wouldn't have felt so bad. Do you agree? Yes. Yes. At least some sort of nod to it, you know, within the the function of the game. And, you know, maybe make, make Smeargle require using a variety of different element moves before you finish the field research, something like that. What if it was like transfer a ditto? Ooh, transfer like 20 dittos. Yeah, because sketch and transform are rather similar. You know, that could that could do it. I, I think as long as there are regular field research you can find, I wouldn't feel quite so bad of about them being, you know, a dex filler or a useless Pokemon. Kind of like Spinda. Right. Yeah, I think they're doing Spinda pretty well. Yeah. I think, you know, having the the research task so they, so they always have something fun and interesting in the research tasks mm-hmm. even if they don't have something that people are excited about for a given month like if you hate bug type pokemon and you don't care about filling your decks like whatever but getting a different type of spinda is pretty fun sure. it's cool especially if you collect forms mm-hmm. yeah so i think i think that's a good way to go i think the weekly well not weekly but the the regular research tasks i think that's a good idea to handle trouble pokemon just because you know you don't want to bank all of your excitement on this pokemon that's not formatted correctly Right. You know? Right. Um, so having it, it's just kind of a research that you can find, Kyle. I definitely agree with you if it's just going to be a dex filler. Absolutely. But I think it's nice to have something exciting thrown into the mix. Like you said, you know, if you're not into bug type Pokemon, at least you have a few other things like Shedinja and Ninkata and, you know, to look forward to, Spinda, everything. Right. So it's something else to go after, if anything. For sure. I think the only other thing to mention here is that uh, when they did special research for Spiritomb, I was a fan of that. Yes, I think were. that was a really great way for them to introduce new Pokemon. But Spiritomb isn't necessarily a problem Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's just a Pokemon with an interesting backstory. Sure. A lot of people really like the numbers game. It's not very often that you get, you know, a countdown filter of how many Pokemon you're catching or how many items you're using. So a lot of people really enjoyed the concrete But even if, even if they had Shedinja, and like it is right now, no Wonder Guard, 10 HP, which is kind of a bummer already because it's not, it's not even accurate to the one HP it's supposed to have whatever if they had done a special research that those steps made sense towards like telling the story of Shedinja in some way sure I would still be kind of at peace over it not being fully realized in combat or whatever okay. well let us know what you guys think Niantic could do to approach the release of future problem Pokemon and our future gameplay hit us up on Twitter Facebook email us wherever you can find us yeah and speaking of email let's move into the email for this week first one is from robert matthews hey guys rob Rob here i was chilling at work taking the gym from filthy instinct players and and a thought occurred to me Uh, why can't legendaries be in gyms i mean i could understand at the start when they were some of the strongest pokemon out there and with the old gym system but now i think it's time to allow them in for example the despised reggies Mm-hmm. They would be good gym holders. People dislike them so much because they have pretty much no use. But in a gym, they could be useful. 
they could still easily be taken out by my champs. It wouldn't be too broken. So my long-winded question is, do you guys think it's about time to allow legendary Pokemon into gyms? And how would you go about doing it? I.e. limitations on how many per gym and such. Can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts. Have a good day and happy catching. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No? <gasps> Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, looks like you're the one that's first <laughs> okay. on deck for this okay. thing, Kyle. Um, I like that you can't put legendaries in gyms because legendaries tend to have a lot of HP. <laughs> like, just their base stats are higher. It's the truth. And so I think it's it's nice that they can't be in gyms because it lets other Pokemon have a chance to be useful, even though we still have a clear tier list with things like Snorlax, Blissey, Slacking, that kind of stuff. And so that's that's really my thought on it. I'd, I'd rather see them stay out of gyms until something has changed. Okay. Ness, you're very uh, I don't, vocally Yeah, I don't favor. see the problem with them being in gyms if they're just gym defenders, especially the Reggie's like, Rob said they have nothing else better to do. They're just going to sit there and take damage because they're just defending tanks. So why not put them in gyms, especially since Gen 4 has changed the meta completely so far. You know, we're going to be seeing a lot of different Pokemon that are coming in. They could be gym battlers, gym defenders. I think it's about time to let the legendaries in. Give them some use besides just filling up space. I would agree. Uh, The only thing I would say about this is that, well, I suppose the only bad thing somebody could say about that, they're like, hey, this is going to put a meta on this that's like some of these are only for gym defenders and if you're the first person in a gym we should always see this really great gym defender but i mean isn't that how we feel about you know blissey yeah. slacking that have nothing else better to do than I just was sit in gyms about to say yeah totally that this is already a problem yeah. so why not have legendaries available in gyms i don't know i don't know again like we were saying before with the whole cp rebalance and the, and the battle changes that kyle was putting forth it was basically like how would it feel you don't really know. It could be the most frustrating thing in the world. It would just be like a bunch of different types of blissies. That's how it might feel. And that wouldn't <laughs> All be good. All of the Reggies. Right. And, and if, if for some reason putting legendaries into gyms made it more dynamic, more interesting, even if they were consistent bosses in there all the time, and let's even say just like one per gym. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to try it. But I mean, seeing like a Mewtwo in a gym, that would be interesting. You know, among the different gym defenders that you get that are just tanks, you'd have to actually have a team that could go on the offensive as well as defend. So it kind of changes the dynamic a lot. And I think that's something that would be a lot more interesting than just, you know, going to the three strikes you're out gym defenders that we have right now. It also might take the level of exclusivity away from the legendaries, though. And they wouldn't be as exciting if we saw them all the time in gyms. You know what? I think that's already gone. We've already hit all of our legendaries that we could for Gen 1. We've been seeing a lot of other legendaries. They have nothing else to do but grow dust on our Pokedex. So why not give them something to do? Okay. Anything else, Kyle? You want to weigh in again? Are you good? Oh, I just wanted to weigh in on the idea of like one per gym. I feel like that would actually create a bad environment because if the first person to take the gym puts in a subpar legendary you know air quotes then you know suddenly (laughs) their whole community starts to get upset and you know you can see their player name and stuff like that so in the more hardcore aspects i feel problems are there i guess but i mean you already see that with like subpar blissies or chances or Or agrons and legendary raids yeah well (laughs) <laughs> we don't need more, is what you're well, saying? I, just, I think that because it's a one limit, that one person, you know, ruins it for other people. Right. Eh. 
All right, let's move on to the next email here. This one's from John from Chicago. Hi, fellow trainers. I'm John, and I've been listening to the podcast for a few weeks now and thoroughly enjoying it. It makes my Monday morning commutes to work something to look forward to. Oh, good. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Um, I've been playing Pokemon Go from day one when I was bored at work and downloaded it. Aside from a few months long breaks from the game, I've been playing pretty steadily and on the verge of becoming level 38. Only recently have I been getting into community days and raids, which is why I started listening to your podcast. Pokemon Go was my first ever uh, experience playing Pokemon. I was in grad school when the original games were released and the cartoons were something my friends' kids watched. Now, in addition to Go, I enjoy playing Pokemon on my 3DS. I'm looking forward to Let's Go Eevee on my Switch. And of course, whatever the next generation game is that's coming in 2019. After an initial false start, choosing Bulbasaur as my starter in Go... He looked like my cat, Max. That's fair. That's the, I would do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've discovered I'm a fire type trainer at heart. Charmander is so adorable. I love all the fire type starters, but I have to admit Cyndaquil is my least oh, favorite. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm done Aha! with this email now. Um, looking forward to community day in a couple of weeks, though. Keep up the good work and may all your Pokemon be shiny ones. Thanks, John. John from Chicago. I have to say, I'm happy that you've recognize the superiority of fire type starters although okay. I, i'm gonna have to go ahead and say that your opinion about cyndaquil is wrong <laughs> um cyndaquil is great i support you john how can somebody look at chimchar and think that chimchar is I, superior to cyndaquil i i agree with I you, ask Chris. you the people i mean you can choreograph right. him to party rock and that's pretty important yeah, but cyndaquil is adorable <laughs> cyndaquil doesn't even open his eyes he's just like me hey, little baby me he's adorable whatever okay fine charmander though is bar none. Charmander is best fire starter. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Gen one. Gen one. Gen one. Anyway, this next email. As I think Charmander is the best fire starter still. Ha ha. Fine. Whatever, guys. Ha ha. Let's just bury this conversation and move on. Okay. The next email is from Gym Leader Mario. Hi, Mario. Hi, Chris, Kyle, and Gen one Ness. That's me. Yeah, that's you. Okay, whatever. Like always, love you guys, and GoCast is the best Pogo podcast. We love you. Thank you for saying Thank such you. nice things all the time. Uh, Shedinja sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CP130 and 74% sad face because he is actually pretty OP in the games. Warm regards from West Texas, Gym Leader Mario. P.S. What are y'all's favorite type of Pokemon? On Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, there will be a feature where you can be a special uh, trainer and claim a master title. I can't wait to become a Dragonite master Ooh. since Dragon type is my favorite okay. type. Okay. Okay. All right. Kyle, you want to go first? You're like the most predictable <laughs> one. I think I'm going to brought up. <laughs> yeah. No. Ghost type is is definitely my favorite. It didn't used to be, but as I kept playing more games, it kind of just developed because they're all such unique Pokemon. So That's fair. Mm-hmm. Ness, what's your favorite type? I tend to really like Ice. I like ice Pokemon. Do you? Yeah. I've always really liked Articuno. I really love the Alolan Vulpix that turns into the Alolan Ninetales. I've always been an ice girl. I do really like Psychic too. <laughs> Tell me about it. Okay. Is there, is there any deep <laughs> resentment over having to pick Valor because of Chris and skipping your favorite bird? No. <laughs> I didn't put a gun to her head and say, we're going Valor. I wasn't even like, we're not going to talk anymore if sure? we don't go Valor together. I did think about Mystic a little bit. So did I. I did. <laughs> but ultimately. I did. You know, I'm, I'm okay with Valor, but I do like Ice Pokemon. I also really like Psychic Pokemon, so. Okay. But I do, I agree with Mario, dragons are great because you get the tall boys. <laughs> with Hanasek, though. You said Ice and Psychic? Yes. Yeah. So Jinx must be your favorite Pokemon. Jinx, uh, the animation is creepy, <laughs> but like, I, I dig what she's going for. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> You know, what is she like going for? Undead Madonna. 
you know? Okay. All right. I can get behind that. I suppose <laughs> so. Um, well, I like fire type Pokemon mm-hmm. a lot, but that's not my favorite type. That's why you melt my icy heart. <sighs> uh, uh, <sighs> maybe gotta recognize that one. <laughs> Yikes. I think <laughs> that my favorite type is actually probably flying type, mm. um, which historically kind of stinks, actually. It's usually only good in tandem with another type, like fire and flying or True. electric flying or mm-hmm. ice flying or what, whatever it might be. Um, but flying by itself is usually pretty lackluster, but I love pretty much all bird type Pokemon. I think they're really, really, really great. I know. Every um, time there's like a Pidgeot outside, you're like, there's your Pidgeot. Go catch it. <laughs> I just like bird types. I like bird animals. Like crow, get it. Birds. Um, so I think they're pretty cool. Flying type combinations with something else are like my favorite. Okay. So I'd say that. Um, if you guys want to let us know what your favorite type of Pokemon is, just like Mario did here, go ahead and send us an email to mail at com. But we got one more email for you this week before we wrap up the show here. And this one's from long-time listener of the show, Ash Prosser. Huge hello to the best Pokemon Go podcast. Thank you. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Apologies for not writing in last week. Life has been hectic, I imagine. You always have floods and stuff going on, man. That's always a bummer. (laughs) But I am definitely going to start listening to the podcast uh, when I'm playing instead of in work, because you guys have been giving me the best luck. Oh, good. When listening to episode 18, I caught a Giratina, hit two best friends, (laughs) and leveled up to 34. Awesome. You're literally my new Good luck, Trim. And this is his response to Pokepole. My favorite spooky Pokemon is Ghastly. There you go, Kyle. Literally because of how he is characterized by Shippage on his YouTube show, Starter Squad, and Episode 8, which I highly I'll recommend. I have out. no idea what that is. I'll have to take a look at that. Uh, my goal for this week uh, is to get halfway through level 34 and catch as many new Generation 4 Pokemon as possible upon release. Can't wait for the next show. Ash Prosser. Thanks for writing in. Appreciate it. As always, we love hearing about your guys' goals and what you guys are shooting for in this upcoming week or things that you've accomplished in the past week. Go ahead and send any of those good tidings to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast and slash or like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the gocastpodcast. Um, We'd love to hear from you in in any facet. And I'd like to remind you guys that if you'd like to help support the show, please go ahead and leave us a review on anywhere that you possibly can. It's a really free and easy way for you guys to help support our show and get the word out. So thanks in advance. And thanks in the past if you've done that already. We're wrapping up the show here. But before we do, you know, as always, I got to gather some important (laughs) information here. Mm Shooting for next week, Kyle, what are you you trying to accomplish goal-wise? First and foremost, I want to get to... 1.5 1.5 million experience through my level, which is like 400,000 experience roughly. Okay, you can do it. I, I believe in you. Now that we're not inundated with special spawns from events, would like to complete the three Gen 4 starters, which is was proving difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Lastly, because I have three parts here, I'd like to get an Encada field research because I missed the one that was downtown somewhere. All right. Do you want to get a Ninjask or just at least get one Ninkata? No, I just, I just want to get the Ninkata. Okay. Ness, what about you? I would like to get 400,000 more into level 37. That'll put me at about 18, well, 1,800,000. Okay. I would also like to keep going on my Empoleon. And I think I'm going to look into Adventure Sync this week. Okay. So I'd like to walk a bit more. I'm going to set my goal at maybe 10K. I know we have the community day coming up next weekend. Yes, this yes. is weekend. So we'll be recording after that. Um, so that should be... I think pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. 
should be. Um, and now that you mentioned it, we probably should have mentioned this earlier in the show, but Cyndaquil Community Day is coming up on the 10th. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, we talked about it last week, but just a quick reminder, it's on November 10th, double catch XP and double catch Stardust. So get out there, walk around, do a lot of catching, do what you can. It's going to be a very beneficial day. There's no shinies, everybody. right? No shiny Cyndaquil? I mean, there's shiny Cyndaquil. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Then we have to have a shiny count. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, that's no. right. I guess we do. That's fair. Let me get my let me get my regular my regular goal out mm-hmm. of the way. Then we can go back mm-hmm. and we can do shinies. All right. So my regular goal for this upcoming week is going to be uh, hit at least two point five million okay. experience. So I'm going to get uh, like eight hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. I have, the only reason I'm saying that is because I have best friends with okay. with friend of the show Alex coming up. Sure. And I have two ultra friends in the tube. Okay. So I don't okay. have to get much. Yeah. It should be should be doable. Two point five million experience, so I'll be halfway done with level thirty nine. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Um, I'm still shooting for that Riolu. Thank God, if I can get that and just finish that guy up, Riolu. Don't you mean your three trap pitches? <sighs> yeah, that's what I meant to say. You're right. Um, uh, two point five million, hatch a Riolu, and uh, get my Lux Ray finally, because I have yet to do that. And then let's let's do shiny counts mm-hmm, real quick. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, what are you shooting for? God, I hadn't even thought about it. Um, I'm going to shoot for nine. Nine, nine. Goal is nine. Okay, nine, nine shinies. Nine shinies. Ness. I'm going to go for five. Low ball. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go for five. Okay, go for it. Five? It's supposed to snow so it is possible you know that it could snow based on the based on the current forecast but it is chicago land so it could change tomorrow it could be every weather all the time could be all the weathers yes yes i'm gonna go for five okay five at -hmm. at least five not five and if you go over you lose right right right. just at least five the price is right all right i'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) one dollar bob i'm shooting for more than 10 again gosh chris it's fun. You're so stressful. Okay. It's so much fun. I love being stressed when I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the most true statement if of the year, folks. If I can't be a drama queen on community day, when can I be a drama queen? Every day of your life. You're qualified to make statements like that. <laughs> that's that's fair. All right. So again, Kyle's getting nine. Ness is getting five. And I'm getting stress <laughs> on community day. <laughs> Uh, all right. We'll let you guys know how it went and uh, let us know how your guys' community day went for next episode. That's going to be episode 20. We'll record it after community day. Uh, looking forward to it. See you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.